0: Hello, I'm Jeffrey Mishlove. Today, I'd like to talk about discernment. This is really a follow-on from yesterday's monologue about subtlety, because surely your discernment will be far more effective as you gain the powers of subtlety in your perception, in your analysis, in your evaluation of things. Now, discernment has many meanings. It has a psychological meaning, it has a parapsychological meaning, it has a spiritual meaning. I'm sure those of you who are Christian, and many of you like myself who are not Christian, and have never been (laughs) Christian, will understand the biblical reference to discernment. Don't trust the spirits, test them. You have to use discernment to see if the spirits are from God. Now, that's a kind of puzzler to me, because if God created the universe as it is suggested, although there may be some doubts about that, I mean, there was this notion, I suppose, of of a void, of a mysterious, God, the face of God hovered, or, or let me start over, God hovered over the face of the deep. Even before creation there was something so it seems. But if everything was created by God, then what? How is? how does one discern whether a spirit is from God? Sometimes the spirits that seem absolutely demonic may be the most heroic. Sometimes the spirits that seem the most pious may actually be the most insidious. Well, the idea is that a person who is spiritually evolved has the gift of discernment. It is considered a gift of the spirit, I think, and <laughs> involves the ability to distinguish, to make judgments, to make judgments. And also it involves choosing wisely the friends with whom you associate. Choosing wisely the food that you put into your body. Choosing wisely, moment by moment, how you spend your time. And perhaps most importantly, choosing wisely how you build your character, your sense of integrity, your sense of authenticity, and naturally your sense of discrimination. Now, in parapsychology, the idea of discernment is a little different. In remote viewing, for example, it's very important in the remote viewing process to be able to distinguish between authentic psychic impressions and Other thoughts that will masquerade for authentic psychic impressions, for example, what we call AOL, or Analytical Overlay, discernment helps you to know the difference. And uh, There are many schools of psychic training. They all have different ways of helping people who are going to be professionals in one way or another in the psychic world to cultivate this sort of discernment. It might have to do with uh, when you see something in the aura of another individual, you know that it's real. And I think I've expressed before my views on the aura that it is actually a form of what we know as synesthesia. In other words, your mind, your mind brain system, your nervous system, working together with your conscious mind and even your subconscious mind, is taking input from various sensory modalities, including extrasensory input, and projecting it into your sensorium, the way it's displayed inside of your mind, using a particular modality. It might be like visual, so you see an aura. It might be like auditory, so you hear a spirit voice. It might be, for some psychics a sense they get a certain like a tickling feeling, maybe right behind their left ear. That was my right ear, but right behind the ear, hypothetically, a little tickle and that lets them know this is real, this is authentic psychic information. With given the caveat, of course, is that even the very best of psychics are never a hundred percent accurate. And People I know, like Lynn Buchanan, who was interviewed here recently, who trains remote viewers and has been doing this for decades, since he learned that skill in the Army in the 1980s, as I recall, in the 1990s, he practices himself every day. Biblically speaking, it's suggested that discernment can be cultivated by learning to quiet your mind. Taking time out, pausing, slowing down. Meditating, for example. People who engage in a regular practice of meditation, contemplation. For some people it might be relaxation. For other people it might be prayer. When you do these things and the mind is quiet, It does seem as if your ability to make these discriminations, these judgments, these distinctions, to do it in the most positive, healthy manner, is enhanced. So, there's also another psychological meaning of the term discernment. And I think it's best exemplified in a wonderful book written by the late psychiatrist, Dr. Jewel Eisenbud. The book is called Parapsychology and the Unconscious. And in it, he suggests that for people who have a self destructive subconscious psychological complex, Cultivating paranormal abilities can be dangerous, because those abilities could come into the service of that self-destructive complex. and It's bad enough to have such a complex active in one's own psyche, but to have it enhanced by (laughs) extrasensory and psychokinetic powers is not something you want. So, you need to discern within yourself if there are self-destructive tendencies. Sometimes we don't want to see them. It's so easy to blame the outside world when we get into trouble, when bad things happen to us. But it is important to look at what we may have done to create that. And When it's of a parapsychological nature, if you have, for example, many coincidences, synchronicities that work to your disadvantage, then you probably are such an individual who has a certain psychic gift but you have unresolved trauma from your childhood typically is what uh is the re- is the source of a self-destructive psychic complex although i suppose it could even be trauma from a past lifetime but typically it's trauma and typically it occurs when our parents when we are very young and vulnerable emphasize how bad we are, and we internalize that, and we come to believe that we are bad, that we're never going to be good enough. So, we punish ourselves. If that's true for you, then that should be your number one goal, is to process that. Work through it. That's what psychotherapy is about. There are many other ways to process it. You can let go of a self-destructive guilt complex. For some people, it may be a real struggle. Uh, For many people, they don't even realize they have it. But that would be one of the best applications of discernment in your life. Where do you sabotage yourself? Why do you do that? How can you stop doing that? Let go. You know, as I've said many times now recently, you can change your consciousness with a single thought. and That thought might be, oh, I'm discerning here something self-destructive. I'm going to let go of it. Goodbye. Goodbye. For some people it may be that easy. Honestly, we have a measure of control over our lives. For other people it will be more of an ordeal. Everybody has their own unique karma. But everybody also has a measure of power, and that power can be exhibited in how we discern things for ourselves. If you want to be the best version of yourself, what does that mean for you? What would it be like in your life if you could do that, if you could become the best version of yourself? I I feel very fortunate that when I was a young man in my early 20s, well, it was in my late 20s, but nonetheless, I was a young man in my mid-20s. Okay, I don't want to dwell on that. The point is, I've been very fortunate because I was able to get on that path and stick with it decade after decade after decade. And so I'm here to tell you you have a measure of control. You can make those positive changes by applying discernment in your life. And I'd like to ask you to think about this where could you most profitably apply discernment? Is it looking inward at your own psyche, at the ways that you might sabotage yourself, as I've suggested? Or is it perhaps the food you eat? Or the people you hang out with? The books you read? The input that you put into your mind? That I know, this, you are watching this video right now, and that in itself, in my estimation, is an act of discernment. And I say that because I know, decade after decade, I have been endeavoring to put out the most valuable, accurate, positive information on the internet and on the airwaves that I can. So, you are exhibiting discernment at this very moment, and the question for you now is where can you most profitably apply that discernment? What have you been neglecting? What is there in your life right now that would enhance your life if you just exercised a little bit of loving discernment? I'll leave you with that thought. Thank you for being with me.